0: Thank you Good being with you. you know you've probably heard it said that religion is the cause of most wars I mean it's out there as a kind of a conventional wisdom right everybody knows uh, that religion is the cause of uh, the greatest cause of war. Of course that's it's not true <laughs> but but it's one of those things that's out there just like you know religion as opposed to science it's another one of those ideas that no matter how much you push against it, it's irrational. It won't give way to reason. It got a new lease on life after 9-11. Uh, if you, the new atheists, Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, the late Christopher Hitchens, all confessed that they, got, they were radicalized by the 9-11 attacks. They decided to fight back against all religion, not just uh, you know, reactionary religion, but they're going to fight back against all religion because religion was the source of ignorance, oppression, and violence. Don't you know religion has killed more people, has been responsible for more wars than anything else? No, I don't. But you hear it. It's the sharp-edged barb that you hear on French Enlightenment philosophers from three centuries ago. You hear it in the uh, village atheist comments from some guy sitting out in front of a 7-Eleven in Hickory Corners, Michigan. You hear it from comedians like the late George Carlin, who uh, grew his net worth with comments like, more people have been killed in the name of God than any other reason. But if you ask, if you push back a little bit and you ask for some examples, you get the same few. They say the Crusades. uh, They saw 9-11. They say um, the Arab-Israeli conflict. Uh, They talk about Protestants and Catholics in Ireland. Well, those are not, by the way, many of those are not, in fact, religious wars. And that's a pretty feeble list. Given the longevity of human sin, given the longevity of war, the Encyclopedia of Wars lays out 1,763 known and recorded historical conflicts. 1,763. Of those, about 123, or roughly 7%, had religion as their primary cause. Rabbi Alan Lurie has a wonderful short article on this, that showed up in the Huffington Post, surprisingly. We'll have it linked for you in the Kresta Guest Archives. There are some important points to keep in mind here. First of all, when you look at war, there's almost never a single cause for war. War occurs as a struggle for what? Natural resources. Uh Hitler, for instance, wanting to move eastward because he needed living room. Um, wars take place for economic territorial gain. Wars occur because of ideological conflicts, self-defense, imperialistic expansion, to revenge past wrongs, popular nationalist movements that turn into revolutionary movements. Sometimes wars occur because partners are forced to take up arms because of an alliance. World War I has problems like that. You might say religion is probably a subspecies of ideological change. But if you want to get an idea of how complex wars are when you try to trace their their causes. Think of the the American Civil War. You have the South's insistence on preserving the traditional institution of slavery, and the South's perception, uh, and it was a real perception, that the North was hell-bent on squeezing slavery out of the South by adding free rather than slave states as the U.S. expanded there's also the conflict over what it means to be a United States, how sovereign are the individual states, how much authority should be given to Washington, D.C. There's even a theological conflict that splits the major Protestant denominations apart during the period of the Civil War. The South tended to interpret the Bible more conservatively with an eye to preserving existing arrangements and institutions. The, North, the churches in the North tended to favor biblical texts that we're pushing reform and social change. Um, so that's one of the problems of trying to claim that religion is the cause of most wars. Wars almost never have a single cause. There's another problem. There's no single definition for religion. Those who study comparative religions don't believe that religion has a single, unchanging, violent essence. What's most clear Is that religions are not one; that they're contradictory; they define themselves differently. Religion has no permanent essence, uh, never mind a violent essence. You can look at Stephen Prothero's book, "God Is Not One," the eight rival religions that rule that run the world. So there's no single uh, uh, definition of religion. There's it's very rare to have a single cause for war. Thirdly. Religious traditions themselves contain voices of militancy, and they contain voices of reconciliation and peace. Hinduism is a great example here. Uh, Hinduism is known uh, for its doctrine of ahimsa, or harmlessness. And yet one of its greatest sacred texts, the Bhagavad Gita, is actually a dialogue with Krishna about uh, how to conduct war properly and how a person should conduct himself in war. We know the book of Joshua, for instance, has a divine command to use military force to seize the land from the Canaanites. But other features of Hebrew faith limit the command of Joshua to one particular moment in history. It was not an ethical command that needed to be repeated time and again. Uh, In fact, if the Hebrew people engaged in idolatry and injustice, they could lose the land that uh, had been won through Joshua's conquest. And, you know, the idea that somehow, you know, religion is the cause of most wars, you know, Jesus taught to turn the other cheek. I mean, it's difficult to see how that leads to war. So, first of all, it's difficult to have a single cause of war in the first place. It's very difficult. You can't even come up with a single definition of religion. Thirdly, you look at all... Virtually all religions, uh, they all contain voices of militancy and voices of reconciliation and peace. And then lastly, religion is hard to isolate as a cause uh, because in the ancient and even medieval world, religion permeates all aspects of life, including politics, including warfare, including family, including art. So it's very difficult to separate religion out as a single causal agent. Uh, you know, when tribes in, uh, in America, before Columbus, when tribes went to war, indigenous tribes went to war in America, they would war not over doctrinal conflict or a, a con, an, a, a, an argument about modes of worship. Uh, they would went to battle because one intruding tribe was rustling the herds. You know, they might do a war dance to the great spirit, but they weren't going to war because of the Great Spirit. And if you examine violent conflicts that grow out of the social, political, and theological upheavals that are erroneously called the Reformation, you learn pretty quickly that motivations other than theology and religion were at work. Luther's theology provided cover for the German princes, who were already disillusioned with papal claims. Um, They wanted to be emancipated from taxation. They want to be emancipated from papal claims. Uh, the princes wanted sovereignty. And uh, Henry VIII, for instance, uh, he didn't uh, seize Catholic monasteries and shrines and cathedrals uh, for religious reasons. He wanted the cash. He needed the money. And I suppose there's there's something else that should be mentioned here. This idea that religion is the cause of most wars becomes a a useless claim. It's a false claim, but it's also useless because, as I pointed out, there's rarely a single cause for war. Uh, That religion, there's no single definition for religion, so you're not even sure what you're dealing with. You look at religious traditions thirdly, and they have voices of militancy and voices of reconciliation and peace. And then religion is hard to isolate as a cause of war, Because throughout most of human history, religion permeated every area of life. But guess what? In the modern age, after industrialization, the rise of secularization, the rise of modernity, that's when we can see what causes uh, conflict. Because religion gets pushed to the sidelines of life. And what's happened? In the modern era, secularistic ideologies like communism, Stalin, slaughters anywhere from 20 to 60 million in the name of the revolution. Mao Zedong revolution sheds even more blood than Stalin. World War II killed about 75 million, mostly non noncombatants. Uh, Hitler uh, eliminates, tries to eliminate the Jewish people, kills 6 million Jews. Look, there are no comparable atrocities in the ancient world, which was more overtly religion than the world of Stalin, the world of Mao, and the world of Hitler. You know, when I argued uh, to the late atheist writer Christopher Hitchens that atheist ideology had killed vastly more people than historic religions, he claimed he had nowhere to go. He claimed then that these secular ideologies were really religions after all. So uh, when I argued that Martin Luther King Jr., based his nonviolent resistance on a Christian understanding of human dignity, he even went to say that, well, King wasn't really a religious man. He was just a a, a crypto-secularist. So so with this particular um, atheist, it was heads I win, tails you lose. You know, you couldn't win at all because if you point to religions as a source of peace, he tries to say, well, that's humanism. If you try to point to humanistic, uh, ideologies as violent, he says, well, though those are just masked religions. Thankfully, uh, over the last uh, 25 years, there have been a number of scholars who have really gone after this uh, uh, canard, that religion is the source of the world's wars. And uh, Karen Armstrong, who's a comparative religion scholar, former nun, uh, a theological liberal, uh, to be honest, has written, though, a helpful book in this area. Uh, Fields of Blood, Religion and the History of Violence. And there's also the great work of uh, celebrated British historian Michael Burley, uh, who I understand is a Catholic. Uh, I've never interviewed him, but uh, I've seen that uh, set of him. He founded a journal called Totalitarian Movements and Political Religions. He's best known for his work on Nazi Germany, but he also put together a trilogy of studies, uh, dealing with uh, religion, politics, and uh, the first in it was um, the first in it was uh, his book called "The Third Reich: A New History." The next one, though, is called "Earthly Powers: The Clash of Religion and Politics in Europe After the French Revolution to the Great War." And then I had a third one: "Sacred Causes: Religion and Politics from the European Dictators to Al Qaeda." Um, he demonstrates that you know these secular ideologies are founded on an almost unimaginable demonic willfulness with a monstrous disregard for charity and reason. Religion is not the source of the world's wars.